Business is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, good publishing day to all of you. And um, I have back with me today, basically, you know, it's it's coming towards the end of the year. People want to sell books. We're supposed to be in the biggest selling season. So with me is the fantastic, fabulous, uh, let's see, freaking, I, I, do I need, to, I need five Fs here. Not frivolous. Um, and help me out, John. Help me out, John. Fantastic, <laughs> fabulous, not frumpy. See, I can do the non things. All right. Anyway, it's John Kramer. <laughs> you know, the, the incredible author of A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Book. Great incredible, coach. Edible, John Kramer. I'm not even going down there. Right. So, so, so with that said, John was at the author extravaganza um, over the summer, and he did. Uh, we did an advanced book marketing session, and John did a session on sell sell 200 books in the next two weeks, and I and I loved it. I loved the nuts and the bolts of it. The kick butt. Areas I've already started, John. Actually, last Saturday I sold forty-five books. That was my first hey, time. Hey. You know, I was at just a you know a little event, forty-five books. I've got a tea this week, and I should sell at least another twenty books. Um, and you know, you know, I'm on my way. But what we wanted to do is to put together some of your off-the-wall tips, common sense, and maybe for some people not so common that they could really kickstart wherever they are right now, or maybe what we should say, kickstart, restart their restart. book selling. I like a restart, don't you? I do. I think that people need to continually think of new things of, of what they're doing and to, you know, boost what they're doing. Uh, because, you know, every two weeks you should be selling at least 200 books. Uh, and all of you, if you if you can do your math, if you think every two weeks, hmm, there's 52 weeks of the year, that's 26, 200 times 26, oh my God, we're going to sell 5,000 books this coming year. You are going to outshine what the typical author sells who signs with New York. How hot is that, John? I think it's very hot. I think that you know doing something like that is really important for anybody uh, because you know uh, anything you can do to really focus your attention on what you're selling is something that's going to make a difference for you in terms of how you market and uh, how you go about you know creating excitement for your book and, and actually excitement for yourself um, because if, if you go back to that statement I just said. Here, here's the real inside scoop. Unless you're a celebrity, one of the big honchos um, in the in the author 
uh, roster with the New, New York, the five big New York houses. The typical author that signs on now, the, us, us, you know, us, uh, you know, the mid-lister type people, that they sell 5,000 books over the life of their book, of which only 3,500 are the first year. So what John's going to propose and create a roadmap for you during this hour is how to sell 5,000 books over the next 12 months. You're outperforming what a traditional publisher is. And most of you who are listening are either self or independent publishers, which means you will put far more money in your pocket than what a 10% royalty is going to pay. How's that sound, John? I like the idea. You know, the thing is that there's a lot of things that you as an author can do that really make a difference for your book and don't require a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience. The thing is, you know, the criteria that I use in, you know, real what I call real fast book marketing is, first, it must be doable in two weeks or less from start to finish. You know, I like to do things that you can actually do in a small amount of time. There are a lot of wonderful things you can do that take planning, that take six months to a year to carry out. But there are a lot of things you can also do that are doable in two weeks or less. Also, it must be capable of selling 100 to 200 books within that two weeks. And it must be something that a novice author can do. Because I don't, you know... Most authors, I don't care if they're novice or not, really, you know, they still are not, generally speaking, really marketers. What they are are authors with a passion. And so you still have to look at what can I do that, you know, whether I'm a naive new author or I've been at it for three years and still want to boost what I'm doing. So the first thing that I recommend is to do a local book tour, you know, because you can set up something quickly in a local area, uh, local bookstore, bars, cafes, retail outlets, libraries, or other venues that would be interested in what you have to offer. And then you only have to do some local PR, which you can turn around in two weeks. You can connect with your local radio stations, TV stations, and newspapers, and they will want to do the story because you're a local hero. Um, I think that authors should think of themselves not just as experts or entertainers, but also as heroes, that they really have something that they can offer to people. And the neat thing is that there's all kinds of local venues, and you just decide okay, if a local bookstore is not interested, is there a cafe, a bar, or some other retail outlet that would be interested in hosting me and my book because my book ties into what they're doing? And you know, that's, John, I, I'm really glad you said that because a lot of people, a lot of authors, just get stuck thinking that they can only do these things in, in bookstores. Right. Uh, and and, and, and actually, that may be at the bottom of your list, with other yeah. things that you can go to. Well, and, you know, part of that has to do with, you know, some local bookstores, they support every local author they can. But some local bookstores, they're just nationally, you know, they want the famous people and they want to promote them. And, you know, they don't do that much with local unless you pay them to do something. Um, I've seen that often on local bookstore mm-hmm. sites. They say, if you're a local author and you want your book in our store, pay us. 
And I'm going, what? You know, that's crazy. You should not have to pay because you are a professional author, even if you self-published your book. As long as you've done a good job with the quality of the book, and that may mean that you have to get some outside help, an outside editor or uh, you know, somebody like Judith that does book production and, you know, helps somebody, uh, you know, actually create an incredible book. Uh, but if you have that... Inc- yeah, and, and John, let me bring this other thing. When you approach a bookstore, don't think just weekend, because that's what all the authors think, that this is where the traffic is. Look, at, especially yeah. as this season gets up, there's a lot of action. There could be a lot of action in early evening. A lot of action. And the thing is, you don't count on the event center to drive the traffic. That's your job. Yeah. If you go to a local bookstore and say, oh, wow, I got a bookstore signing or a bookstore presentation. This is going to be incredible. If you don't do something to get people into the store, the chances are you're going to get three or four people there. Uh, you know, because bookstores do, you know, something, but for local authors, they're going to do a lot less than for national authors. Mm-hmm. So you have to do the job of driving your friends, your family, and using the local media to drive people into that store. If you do that, the store will say, hey, when can you come back for a second, you know, event? Because they're going to love you. You know, and that's, that's exactly right. And, and, you know, let me add on something else. While you were talking, I actually, John, sent an email to the big local Barnes & Noble here in Denver cool. and, and to the CRM, the Computer Relations Manager. And I yeah. just said, hey, would you like to do an author's plural signing? I've done these, you know, all-day events with them where I would schedule and I would I would line up like, you know, 16 authors and put two up at a time and sell through. Um, and they moved a lot of books. And so we brought them all in. That's cool. And that's, you know, multiple author events is a really a kind of a neat way to do it because sometimes if you're a completely new author, you know, the bookstores are going to go, well, can you actually deliver? But if you partner with another person that it's already done an event at that location before and you work together to do a double promotion, uh, you're going to have even a bit better chance of getting somebody to say, hey, come on in. And then you have two people working on the promotion instead of just one. I really love authors working with each other. I really think that that's one of the most important things you can do in marketing, both offline and online, is to partner with other like-minded authors that can do, some, you know, that can work with you to promote. Uh, because it's really insane to be out there by yourself when you can partner with people of like-minded, like, you know, the same mm-hmm. kind of audience. You know, so if you have two mystery authors working together to promote each other. You're going to have more book sales than if you're working just by yourself. I don't care who you are as an author. You'll always benefit by having two authors or three authors promoting an event. Yeah, not Uh, only that, John, not only that, we're going to take our first break here. But not only that, if you need to take a health break, there's someone to watch your table and push sales for you, too. All right, we're going to be right back. This is Judith Riles. It's author of your guide to book publishing. And with me today is the awesome John Kramer.
is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good with? If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has possessed punch and panache author you is for you if you're a hobbyist or a casual author it's not join author you today through its website at author follow author you on twitter at author you and on facebook at author you where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily author you where the author goes to become seriously successful Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hi there, with me is John Kramer, the author of A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Books, and also someone who um, who really stays in his A-game because he's always looking for different strategies in different ways. And we're talking about, and he was really kissing off his first one because our theme is, for this hour, is how to sell 200 books in the next two weeks. And, um, and we'd like to you think about momentum, like what's wrong with every two weeks? Or maybe we'll give them a vacation of two weeks. What do you think, John? Hey, I think uh, every other week is fine, too. You still sell 2,500 books in, in a year, and that's more than most authors sell in their lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, the gruesome fact is if you're a self-publisher, you, most self-publishers sell about 100 books. So and we about really want you. you to do more than that. We want you to actually sell a lot of copies. And part of that is partnering with people. And uh, 
during the break, Judith was telling me about the Barnes & Noble book fairs. Uh, do you want mm-hmm. to say a little bit about that? I will. Here, here's what's very cool. If if any of you, first of all, you do with if Barnes & Noble. I don't know if every store in their network participates in one, offers the capability of it. You just have to do the ask. But that's all about marketing anyway. you got to do the ask. So you contact the, the CRM, which stands for the Community Relations Manager of your local store, and ask them if they do book fairs. Now, when I coordinate it for the authors I work with, that I reach out and um, I'm tied in with a nonprofit. And a nonprofit is a real important element to be involved in the book fair because here is the happy dance that they actually will kick off, they will put, they'll make posters for you. They will kick off special coupons and send them to whoever the coordinator is and you print them out. I always put mine on colored paper, cut them all up. And each one of my authors has a fistful of them. Now, here's how it works. When people come and approach you at the table, and I always had one to two people at every table, and we did it in like two-hour shifts, that when they get approached, that you give them a coupon. And here's what happens next. If the person who takes the coupon, whether they buy your book or other books, when they go to the cash out and they turn in the coupon with whatever their one book or 10 book pile is, is you will get your group that's tied in with the nonprofit will get 10% back of whatever that sale is. Now, that can add up if, if, you know, if you're smart, you realize you need to get a coupon in everybody's hand, you can do stunningly well, stunningly well. And last time I did it, that uh, last December, we did a special book fair, um, and we announced it, just like John said, we put it out, meet me at Barnes & Noble on Colorado Boulevard. That's what we did. We, I created social media for it. I gave it to everyone. I said, go, 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 and push it out and get butts through their door, which is what we did. And, um, it, you know, it, our authors typically sold at least 20 books each. So when you're talking about having 16 authors, that's a lot of books we move through. So Barnes & Noble won. Um, and you know, we won and we, and I walked away, they sent me a lovely check for about $1,200. And that's, what's really neat. And the thing is you can partner. There are a lot of nonprofits out there. You can even just partner with your local church, if nothing else, or, you know, Mm -hmm. local garden club, rotary club, lions club, people like that. They love, you know, they're always doing some sort of fundraising activity and you can just pick and choose what local, uh, charity you want to work with and there's certainly lots of them out there and most of them would say hey if you can raise money for us we want you if you bring in new customers to our store we're we're happy we're happy campers right yes absolutely all right, all right. So, my next tip yeah the next step is to do national tv show the thing is you can actually i don't care who you are if you pitch a national tv show in the right way, you can get on in two weeks or less uh, because they're always looking for new talking heads. You know, that you watch so many national TV shows and it's the same people over and over and over again and you're going, they need new blood and I can offer that. And, you know, it's a matter of tying in your book to some sort of current event. 
you know, in today's world, it might be the midterm elections, the Latin American caravan that's heading towards the U.S., or some recent celebrity divorce, or uh, what is it, Megan's uh, new baby, you know, that's coming, you know, anything like that. Pregnancy, yeah. And And there's always terrorism. (laughs) There's always terrorism in the news. There are always stories there, you know, there's hurricanes, it seems like every week, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it might be, depending on what your book topic is, you can find a tie-in to something that's happening in the news. And all you have to do is look at a couple of the online news um, channels, you know, or uh, websites, and you'll find something that ties into what your book is about. If your book is about relationships, Megan Markle's, you know, uh, new baby is, is something to talk about in her relationship with her Prince Charming. Um, and, and you can give tips on how they can stay, you know, together as a couple if you have a relationship book. If you have something else, if you have a political book, obviously the midterm elections, if you have anything to do with uh, a Hispanic or Spanish language book, you can talk about the Latin American caravan and what that means for the U.S. or whatever. Uh, so it doesn't really, you know, hurricanes, you can talk about uh, home decorating because you know, hurricanes require home, you know, re- redecorating at some point for some people. And and so there's all kinds of stories that you can tie into. And the thing is, the national media, national TV is absolutely hungry for new talking heads that can give them something. Now, when you pitch them, you pitch them not only the tie-in, but you pitch them with a couple really good sound bites. And what is a sound bite? A sound bite is simply a strong statement about a specific issue or a specific problem, a specific solution, whatever it might be. Uh, so, And the stronger that statement is, the more vibrant it is, the more likely that the TV is going to watch you on because you're going to enliven their show. Which is always a good thing. And, of course, they always show your book cover. You usually have the opportunity to say where your book's available um, and, and, and the like. And, you know, I'm a huge believer in that. You know, I've got, I'm going to be launching my book uh, this month. Actually, the official one, is it's been out, but we're going to actually officially push out how to create a million dollar speech. And I'm trying to figure out, um, oh, I know what it is. We tie it into politics. You know, politicians <laughs> always have to make speeches, right? Yes. And you got, you know, you got a thousand people out there speaking almost every day uh, during this midterm election cycle. And, uh, you know, or you could tie into what is it? The Clintons are going to be doing the speaking tour uh, coming up after the election. And I don't know, I think they're hitting, what, six, ten cities or something like that? Um, so you can tie into the news that's happening. And it's not that hard to do, and it's kind of fun to do it. And the thing, again, is, you know, if you want to get on national TV, you got to be persistent. You can't just do one pitch and say, oh, well, they rejected me. I didn't hear from them. The reality is they need to hear from you more than once. And possibly in more than one way. So you might start by making a phone call, but then you might send an email, you might send a letter. And all the national TV shows have on their websites ways to reach out to them, to contact them, and, and, and make a pitch. They're looking for news tips all the time. 
and you can pitch your thing as a you know a tie-in to a news tip that's happening right now. And if it's and if it's really happening right now, they will tell you, which we can tell you, is you call call their newsroom directly. Don't try to go find you know uh, producers and stuff like that. Just call the newsroom directly, and as and be prepared. They may give you their facts because they use faxes still. Um, that you're ready to go and make sure in your subject line you put something that will be the hook. You've got to let them know why you're contacting them. And don't do attachments. We, we need to say that too, John. You put it yeah. in the body of your email when you're emailing. Because uh, most national media can't open an email with an attachment mm-hmm. uh, until they know you and then they ask for something from you. Then you know they will open it but uh, they don't know you they have to assume that it's possible spam and they can't open it uh so it's real important another thing you can tie into besides news is you know breast cancer awareness month national goof off day uh anything that has to do with something that's already out there on a regular basis being promoted every year because almost every national tv show it's going to tie into some of the the aware you know awareness months like breast cancer awareness month mm-hmm. and, and um you know what is it i think there's a drunk driving uh thing from mad uh, mothers against drunk driving in december i forget the name of the event but again if you have something that ap- appeals to that either parenting or you know uh having to do with how to you know do recovery that's a great tie-in, and there are a lot of those events out there, and media like to cover them. They like and anniversaries, uh, you know. So they're always looking. You know, is there an anniversary coming up? Like again, 9/11. They often do a 9/11 story, and if you tie into it with a good soundbite, you might be the person that they feature in their 9/11 story. Um, or in the case here, you know, December 6, Pearl Harbor is coming up. Exactly. You know, and I just went, as you were talking, I just went in and Googled very quickly. You know, what, what are, I mean, there's unique days, there's all kinds of days. Um, throughout December, we're going in, including on the 5th is bathtub party day. That sounds like it's kind of fun. But, you, you know, <laughs> you can have, there's all kinds of days out here that you can play around with. Um, and if, if, if you, for example, if you're a landscaper or if you're a garden, that you can come back with ideas. All right, we'll be right back. It's already break time. It's all through you, your guide to book publishing. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. 
They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Briles. Hey, there's a couple of things coming up, you know, Mm -hmm. in two weeks' time. Uh, One is uh, Black Friday, which is the biggest retail shopping day. And then there's Mm -hmm. Cyber Monday which mm-hmm. is the day that, uh, you know, we, we get, uh, you know, online marketing, and it's a really big day, and you could certainly tie in, and you could uh, simply do some promotion saying, hey, what should you get on Black Friday that will really have a uh, change your life? And that could be your book. And, and that is what we're going to be doing, John. So for, for everyone that is listening in, my book on how to create a million-dollar speech is really designed if any, you know, how you can take your expertise and what I call the cash cow two-step, your words and your mouth, and turn them into a lucrative career. And this book is designed to show you how to do it. So we're going to be pushing that out on the Black Monday. That's when we're really going to do the push, starting then. All right. And, so, and that should be very effective because, you know, you're not talking just about live speeches on the stage, you're talking about mm-hmm. online talking as well. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, exactly. E- exactly. I mean, I, John, one of the things that, that I came away, I was so frustrated with some of the slides I saw at the extravaganza. Okay, we're talking and speaking, and, and really what a poor job people did. Um, a, a lot old timers and all that. And it, within within 24 hours of coming home, I got a call from a a long, long-time friend who uh, who has made her living on webinars. I mean, really super end on webinars and not pitching products per se where she's working with corporations and they just bring her in to work with maybe six people, six other people at a time. Um, and that I did a webinar with her on how to create killer graphics. And I'm in the middle right now, and and my slides are good. I mean, I've always used images. I've always used color. But I'm going through a full transition, transformation, a 
of changing now all my slides just with what I learned from that webinar and, and yeah, just sure. taking them to the next, next level, which is what's, you know, that if you're doing any remote work, any team building, um, just communicating. And if you're going to create a slide, you want it to have brain appeal and some eye candy to it. Really important. Yeah. Uh, Daniel and I do that with our Pinterest webinar. Uh, we use very effective slides that look pretty that really draw people's attention. And that's part of what you have to do. And, you know, Daniel will often say during the webinar, he says, hey, you need to pay attention to this slide. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. draw people back in. Because, you know, on a webinar, people's attention will uh, tend to uh, fade away a little bit or get stray. But if you bring them back and say, hey, you have to pay attention to this slide, because while you're speaking, you're also using the slide. Because, uh, again, an image is worth, you know, 10,000 words. Yep. And, you know, it really has the power to draw in people's emotions. So, you know, that's really something that can be very valuable. Now, you know, my third tip on this mm-hmm. 200 books uh, is to do radio shows and or podcasts. In today's, you know, in the old day, you know, we did radio shows because that's what was available. And the neat thing is there's still a lot of talk radio shows out there, local and national that are always hungry for guests that are, you know, can talk about what they're talking about. Radio shows need 10,000 guests every month. That means that they need you because where are they going to get the people? And the neat thing is most radio shows don't book out more than two or three weeks in advance. So, that again, that means your turnaround time can be really quick. And it's really possible. I've done as many as 30 shows in two weeks. Uh, just simply by pitching out to some of the radio stations that are out there and the radio shows. And it's just a matter of writing, uh, emailing, faxing, or phoning, depending on what they like. In my experience, phoning is is probably the best uh, if you can reach them at the right time. Uh, You don't go and call show producers, you know, five minutes before their show goes on the air. You do it either two or three hours ahead of time or two or three hours after the show when they may have some attention there. Um, but in today's world, it's much, you know, it's even more likely that you can pitch podcasts because, again, podcasts often book out two to three weeks in advance as well. And they are always looking for guests. And the neat thing is there are wonderful, you know, podcast directories out there where you can find out, you know, what's going on and who to reach and how to reach them and what their topic is. Um, and, you know, on my website at bookmarketingbestsellers.com, uh, I actually have, uh, you know, podcasting tools that will tell you how to find the right podcast. Uh, so it's bookmarketingbestsellers.com slash podcasting hyphen tools, and that will give you a lot of the different directories that are out there that you can look at and find out who's doing something and how they're doing it and what kind of guests they need. And that's what you're looking for. You want to find out how to hook up with podcasters. And the neat thing is with online, it's almost all done by email. So you simply email them. But if you like, if there's somebody that's got a really hot podcast, the first thing you should be doing is following them on social media commenting on their social media posts, liking them, things like that. So they start to recognize your name. And so that when you do pitch them, you're not just a stranger, you're a follower. 
And, you know, and that really does make a difference. I know the people that are interacting with me on social media, and I recognize their names. I, I have what I call social media stalkers. <laughs> you know, they're people that love everything I do. And my wife says, well, no, nobody should love everything you do. Uh, but, you know, they do. And But the neat thing is, is that if they ever emailed me and asked me for something, I would recognize their name right away and I would respond. You know, somebody coming out of nowhere and saying, hey, I want something from you is going to be very unlikely to get that something from me simply because I don't have the time to spend to educate them on what I need. But somebody that's been socially media interacting with me and pitches something that they know I absolutely would like, mm-hmm. they've got a 100% chance that I'm going to say, hey, let's do something. That is the way the way you do it, and I and I get approached, you know, for my my podcast, and it's clear they have no idea what the structure of the show is. It's clear that they know that I really only want to feature people who have expertise in publishing, and I'm not going to bring on Joe Smith who has found a new way to whack weeds. Okay, that's you know, it is amazing with that, and. And I know we monitor all the social media deals. If people are putting mentions up or if they're putting queries up, I know about it, even if I'm not on because my VA picks it up. And I always respond, always respond. So there's those those kind of connections. I can't believe you don't want something on weed whacking. You know, um, that's, <laughs> why I, that's why I moved away from my lawn. You got that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You don't like weed whackers. <laughs> okay, what's number six, John? The next tip is is basically one of the really great things out there right now is that there are four major uh, book-selling newsletters. They talk about books all the time. One is uh, a, a series of newsletters put out by Publishers Weekly, and these are online newsletters you can sign up for, you can watch them, and then you can decide. They have one on religion, they have one on food, they have one on children's books, they have one on, on fiction, and so on. There's also Publishers Launch, which is a, a wonderful newsletter. My favorite is Shelf Awareness. It's a really great newsletter. And then there's book selling this week from the American Booksellers Association. And again, I have a listing for them and contact information on my bookmarketingbestsellers.com website where I, I tell you how to reach out to them and so on. But the neat thing is they're hungry for stories. And, and the really neat thing is that they like a variety of stories. So they're not just into one story. They like photos, for example. And if you have an interesting photo, like you did a bookstore event somewhere, they would love to see you holding your book up inside that bookstore or talking in front of 100 people in that bookstore. They like industry news. They like author interviews. They do book reviews. They like new book trailers. So if you've got an interesting book trailer, they like that. So there's lots of things that they're looking at in terms of information, and I would definitely encourage you to uh, sign up for Shelf Awareness. That's shelf-awareness.com. And it's a wonderful newsletter, and it really quickly will give you an idea of what they have and uh, what they're doing. Um, Again, PW has the daily newsletter, the religion book line, the children's bookshelf, the cooking the books, all about cookbooks, and even a comics week. 
all about comics. So if you have graphic novel or something like that, all of these can be very uh, useful. Plus, all of these newsletters like to talk about deals. So if you make a right sale or something like that, you have an upcoming uh, you know, event on a national TV show or a national radio show, they'd be interested in that. If you've sold a lot of books uh, to uh, a catalog or some online website or something like that, or through some online event you did, they would be interested in that. So, you know, they are very much interested in whatever you have that talks about what they're doing. Now, I would generally speaking, you know, the first thing they're going to do when you pitch them is they're going to say, hey, you should advertise with us. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they do. Say, yeah, they do. <laughs> And I would say, no, don't do that when you can get the news. And uh, and they're going to cover you with the news if you give them something good. So you don't have to. They also like contests, uh, which is another thing. And, and author background stories, a great quotation. They will even like a good quotation. So, you know, in my experience, the most quotable person out there is me. <laughs> so I can send people quotes from my book or my blog or something like that. And if it's interesting, they'll like it and they will feature it. Uh, I do. Uh, I have a lot of wonderful quotes. In fact, I have a ebook out there called The Quotable John Kramer. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I have a quote book, too, called Snappy, Sassy, and Salty, Wise Words <laughs> for Authors and Writers. Um, and that, and people love quote books, you know, these little things that they can take away. And you know what? You can take your, uh, your quotes and each one you turn into a poster and then you're going to push it on your social media and keep adding to it. And by the way, we're going to, we're just coming up to our next break, but I am a big, I am a big fan of shelf awareness too. Um, you can yeah. get the industry news, what's going on. You'll see, you know, who's going to be on Good Morning America and that kind of stuff. You can see anything breaking. There's just a lot of general info. All right, we're going to be right back with our final segment with the fabulous John Kramer. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these the book shepherding concept is simple the publishing world is changing and so must you You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. 
Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR, perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types including side sewing we provide warehousing kitting distribution inventory management a new print on demand facility streaming browser based ebooks and bookstore call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project you can also visit our website at www.tps1.com welcome back to your guide to book publishing Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so our final segment, John Kramer is with us. We're talking about moving your books out. Um, a lot of books, a lot of books within a short period of time and really building ongoing momentum as we wind down the year and propel into the following year. So John's given six really solid tips that you should be doing, thinking about doing, and he's got a few more. And I think this is the one that a lot of authors, John, have huge resistance in doing. Okay, I guess you mean the one about selling direct? <laughs> uh, well, that's one of them, but the other one was the freebie one. Okay, give away your books. We'll start with that one. Yeah. Uh, the neat thing about giving away your books is you can do it online so easily, but you can't give away your book. You know, you give it away as a downloadable PDF, something like that. But the thing is, you can't just give it away on your own website because your website's in Timbuktu or in the Bermuda Triangle or something like that. You want to partner with high-traffic, targeted websites, blogs, email newsletters, even podcasters to give away your book because that way you actually reach a larger audience. And that can make a lot of difference in terms of how you're giving away what you do. You can also give away your book essentially on Amazon if you want to, either as a free ebook or as a 99-cent ebook. Most people consider 99 cents as virtually free anyway. But what you want to do when you do give away a book or a partial book, for many people, you know, Judith, they don't want to give away the entire book. And that's fine. Uh, if you've got a great beginning for your novel, give away the first three chapters and people will say, wow, that was good, and they'll want to read the rest of it. Um, and I often tell novelists, if you've got four novels, give away the first one. Because uh, if you get people hooked on your books, your series, they're going to buy the second and the third and the fourth book. 
and you start to build a tribe, a really good online tribe of people. The neat thing is, you know, on your in your book, you give your website and other contact information on every page or every so many pages in of your free ebook. And especially you make the offer, hey, if you would like another little freebie, sign up here so that you get their email because that way you've got a customer that you can uh, possibly sell more things to. You can also offer upsells to a book, report, audio product, some package deal, or your, let's say you have four novels in your uh, book series. You can give away the, uh, I mean, you can sell the upsell, which is not just one book, but the four book package deal. Uh, you know, something like that. You know, so you can give away short samplers. You can make it easy for people to add to your ebook if you want to. You can even give them permission to create a mashup. You can say, hey, you can use any four pages from my book as a giveaway to your audience as long as you credit me on those pages for uh, being the source of that information. And, uh, you know, anything like that where you're giving away, giving away is probably the most effective way that you can market your book. It really does make a difference. And, you know, one of the classic cases of that is Paulo Coelho, who did uh, the novel The Alchemist. And um, his Russian publisher dropped him, so he said, you know, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give away a Russian copy of The Alchemist on my website. And with no additional promotion, his print sales picked up immediately. And within a year, he sold 10,000 copies and around 100,000 copies the next year. And his sales in Russia are now over 10 million copies. Wow. So he started by giving it away. Okay, so John, the psychology, let me ask you this. So giving the book away, I think here's the fear, because I, I think authors have a fear. If I give it away, I'll never sell anything. And okay, and so certainly, it uh, if you give it away, whether it's an ebook or whatever, um, or a paper, even or just a few chapters, but maybe even just giving giving the book um, might create the buzz for someone else to go out and buy other books, or they call their library and ask them to order it in, so they have the book there. And so, so I think that sometimes it's fear. Well, the thing is, you know, uh, Seth Golden, he gave away 500,000 books, uh, books uh, of his book, Unleashing the Idea Virus. And then he self-published a $40 hardcover, and within a week, his hardcover book was number five on all of Amazon. And 20 weeks after writing the book, he had exposed it to more than half a million people, and he was on the New York Times bestseller list. So there's really mm. good reasons to give it away. Um, and he now, uh, often he will release a book and he says he will go to his tribe, his audience, the people that really love what he's doing, and he says, if you buy 10 copies of this book and give nine away, I'll give you this bonus thing that you really want. <laughs> you know? uh, something, you know, a special talk that he did, something like that with a really good sounding name to it. And it's amazing how that works because he's giving away physical, I mean, he's selling 10 copies of a physical book at a nice discount. And he's got word of mouth being generated incredibly because if you buy one book, you know, you buy 10 books from him and you keep one for yourself, you've got nine to give away. 
You don't want to keep them in your house, so you find people to give them away to. Mm-hmm. And that starts word of mouth right away. And the toughest thing, the toughest challenge you have as an author is creating word of mouth because word of mouth sells 80% of all books. So mm-hmm. you've got to get it into people's hands. And that's really the psychology of giving away a book. It's not just you know, giving it away and hoping something happens. You give it away with an idea that what's going to happen is that people are going to discover your book and go out and buy the book in the physical copy. Because quite honestly, most people still don't want to read a book via their computer. They'll read parts of it, but most people still want to have a physical book in hand if they love it. You know what? I think that that's right, and I, and I and I do like the idea. That see, so if you drop your book to what's looked like free, ninety nine cents, so the author's going to get roughly seventy cents. So for every book that goes out, you're going to get a little bit in the deal. And the other thing is, here's another tip for all of you: if you have got an audio book, which I am a huge proponent that you create, and I just finished in the studio of doing the audio of the How to Create a Million Dollars Speech. It's not up yet, but it will be momentarily. Um, that if they have never bought an audio book on Amazon, you can do a push out and say, get my audio book for free. Because Audible has a deal that if you've never bought on them, the first book's free. And then here's the bonus for you. You get the full royalty on the book because it's counted as a regular sale. How cool is that? It's <laughs> great. And, and, you know, and that's something that can really make a difference. Uh, you know, giving your book away in different ways, making it available to people. Uh, you know, so audiobook is a great thing. Uh, a lot of people, my wife, that's the way she reads all the books that she reads uh, is by audio because uh, she has a hard time reading now. She has cataracts. So she's, mm. got, she's got them. Uh, she's had operation for that but it's still hard for her to read so she much prefers listening to stories so we actually joined audible to get a free book you know and then we stayed and we bought more books from them so you know it's a good deal for them uh for what they're doing and the way that they market online now i did want to do one more thing i know we only have a few minutes left but i do want to encourage you go yeah. I want people to, you know, one of the best things you can do is to meet people in person to sell your book. So go down to your downtown street, into the subway, into a park, and sell your book. Uh, you know, there's a guy named Relentless Aaron, and he self-published his books. His first novel was called Push, and it's an urban fiction. And he sold his novels on the streets of Harlem, and that's how he started. He had a white van with you know boxes of books and his image on the side, and he would just sell people. He's already sold more than 100,000 copies of his books. And a lot of that was started by creating the word of mouth by selling on the street. Um, Gary Provost, who is a self-publisher of the Dorchester Gas Tank, began his best-selling career uh, taking a suitcase of books to downtown Boston every day, settling down on a busy corner, and peddling his books. He'd sell 20 to 25 books a day, and that's more sales than most books make, and it's all profit to him. He doesn't have to share it with anybody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he went on to have that book become a bestseller. Uh, another friend of mine, uh, Derek Wilson, also known as Blue, um, would take a case of books into the New York subway 
and recite his poetry or read from his novel and then sell his book to a captive audience. And he would sell about 15,000 copies every day. And some, you know, New York Times reporters saw him on the uh, subway doing that, and they got, he got a major interview in the New York Times and sold a ton more books and got a lot more media notice and speaking engagements as a result of that. So there's lots of ways to go out there and uh, meet with people. Uh, I have a consulting client now, uh, David Parker, who has a book on on procrastination. And he's going to the New Life Expo in New York City because he lives in New York City. He's got a free entrance there, and they're going to let him sell his book. And he volunteers with them. So it doesn't cost him anything to get in. And he goes and he sells. He sells about 200 copies in a weekend. And again, a lot of people, uh, you know, sign up for that, and it's really a neat I way to it. go about and sell. Yep, I love that. All right, so we are at the end. So obviously, John, we have to do it again. How to sell yes. more? We do. <laughs> we'll more. All right. So with me is John Kramer. I'm going to encourage all of you go over to bookmarketing.com, or, or is it bookmarketingbestsellers.com? Yeah, that's my main active site right uh, now. Go to book marketing, uh, bookmarketingbestsellers.com. Sign up to John's blog. And you want to listen again in here because you have eight solid tips on how to push your book out and become the bestseller you envisioned you to be. Have a good week. Happy publishing. Happy writing. Thanks a lot. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week.